Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com He left and told me he promised he'd be home in two days, so. You better hurry up. Yeah. I have no idea what goes on in Ethan's head when he's back up in Georgia. I haven't been able to get a hold of Ethan while he's in Cairo. I called him like 16 times. You got three. He picked up once. I talked to a couple friends from there, and I'm pretty sure and convinced in my mind that Barry and Kim are separated. And I asked him about his parents separating, and he told me that he knew nothing about it. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Welcome to Plathville Edition. This was actually a pretty good episode. Um, a lot of talking, a lot of long lingering stares. So let's get into it. <clears throat> Ethan is still in Georgia. So he decides to meet up with Barry for pizza. I always really am interested in what people's specifically pizza orders are. Um, like if you had your dream pizza, all the toppings you could think of, what would you pick? You know, personally for me, I'm a bacon, tomato, and onion girl. Um, Barry seems to be a hamburger, onion, and mushroom pizza kind of girl. And I can't, I haven't quite like wrapped my head around what that means in the larger sense, but I haven't done that with any aspect of Barry. So, you know, that's going to be further down the list. Ethan decides to give his dad a little bit of a test by ordering a beer. Barry doesn't say anything. And so Ethan takes this as a sign that Barry might be 
evolving into somebody who's not completely judgmental of people who do different things for him than him. And, you know, Ethan's really grateful for that because it makes it a lot easier for Ethan to be himself, be open around his dad, right? Barry, on the other hand, is just really grateful to have Ethan back in his life. And he says, now that they're speaking again, it's really hit him how long it's been since the last time they really had a relationship with each other. Ethan then thanks Barry for not showing up to Mariah's concert last season. You guys know the one. I think I just talked about this last week about how um, Mariah told them not to go to their first concert. Barry did not go. Kim decided to gather up the kids in the minivan and play Super Spy and, and also bring her friend into it by having a um, <laughs> a car, a disguise car or whatever you call it, to... Um, throw people off the scent. So Ethan's telling Barry, like, I wanted you there, but I'm just really grateful that you, there was a boundary set and you actually adhered to it because, you know, (laughs) you guys were expressly not invited to this event. And Ethan says, like, he lays it all on the line in in an interview by saying that it might be hard for some people to wrap their mind around a child not wanting to have a relationship with their parent, but he does not like him. Okay. Like, let's be real. He does not like her. He doesn't trust her. He thinks she's a snake. He thinks she's manipulative. He feels like when they talk, he's not getting the truth from her. And that that's actually the opposite with Barry. And he also says that Kim has a tendency to like meddle into people's relationships, (coughs) Olivia, and be really controlling. But like, Unlike Kim, Barry can actually own up to his mistakes. He, like, really hates her. (laughs) That's awkward. That's awkward for me. Like, I don't think anybody doesn't understand, but, like, I've just never seen a guy have such an open disdain for their own mother. I've just never really seen that. It's interesting. By the way, guys... I know a lot of you guys watch the show on Discovery Plus. I don't, so I uh, save it on the DVR. Do you guys see those commercials for um, Dr. Pimple Popper where a guy <laughs> takes off his hat to reveal he's got some sort of um, protrusion coming out of the top of his head that he has given a little top hat. So he's got his own hat and then a top hat for the protrusion on his head. It's... <laughs> I think about it so much because I have to watch it like it's the commercial that leads up to back the show coming back. And it's just like every time I'm surprised every time. And it comes on like three times an episode. Uh, Please tell me you've seen it. I can't do shows like that on TLC. Like I know there's this whole new wave of shows. that's like, here's something wrong with my body. Um, Please help me. And I can't get into it. I can't. Especially because, okay, the times that I have had the TV on and seen Dr. Pimple Popper at work. She talks about these things like they're like different scenarios. Like she'll be like, Ooh, that's a juicy little burger. And I like, I I can't do it. Like all respect to the people who, you know, go through this on television, but like, I, I can't hear somebody refer to somebody's like 20 year old pimple as like a juicy burger. I can't. Can't do it. Anyway, let me talk about anything else now. Um, so then Barry and Ethan shift their conversation to how they both have a hard time understanding women's feelings. Barry says something along the lines of like, yeah, I think we both might need a little bit more practice on figuring out their inner landscape, if you will. Like, first of all, stop calling it that. What book from 1985? <laughs> 
Ugh, talking about the inner landscape of a woman. Um, so then Ethan says, yeah, like I do know guys in my life who are really in touch with their feelings and their wives' feelings. And I think it's weird because how can you be so much like a woman, but you're a guy? <laughs> it's like, first of all, Ethan, that sentence is like problematic in about 74 different ways. I can't even get into it. Secondly, what? <laughs> like, you can't wrap your mind around a man having a healthy, communicative relationship with his wife? Oh, why is that weird? Why would that be weird? Barry doesn't say anything in the moment, but in a confessional, he says that he kind of feels like he and Ethan are going through similar things in their lives, but he wants Ethan to pick up on the things that he's trying to learn about, you know, how to not shut down your emotions and just stuff them down into your thin little bodies. And then Barry says that Ethan might use, you know, going to the garage to fix his cars as therapy. And that's okay for now. But as he gets older, he's going to have to discover better ways to communicate. So they agree to keep up their own communication between each other and, Ethan says, I know we're probably going to have disagreements in the future, but you're the only dad I'm ever going to have. So we're just going to have to figure out a way to either disagree, agree to disagree, or resolve things. And then Barry says he feels like Ethan, like, Ethan, I'm picking up that you don't really hold a grudge with me. And Ethan's like, no, 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 I was definitely pissed off at you. Like, make no mistake. But I also just think that I needed, like, some time and some space for you. And he's okay. Barry tells Ethan he's proud of him and he loves him. And Ethan's face, like, I've never seen his face light up like that. Like, truthfully, he felt like he looked like a totally different person. Like, a light finally started flickering inside him. And, you know, for the sake of his marriage, I think his relationship with Barry is actually going to be really important. And I think Barry's right. Like, they are going to have to kind of go through this journey of life together of like discovering emotions and how to express them in a healthy way. And I think it's really going to do a lot of good when it comes to Olivia. I think really Barry might be one of the only people who can get through to Ethan about his marriage. Then things go from the wholesome to weird <laughs> because on the way back to Tampa, we see Ethan start off on his motorcycle and he's talking about how um, he talked to Olivia at one point, asked her, and she asked him how the trip was going, and then he just lied to her. He didn't want to talk about seeing his dad. He thought she was going to be upset. He didn't want to talk about his parents getting separated, and he just didn't feel like getting into it, so he lied. He completely lied to her and said everything was fine. So then we see Olivia with her brother, who's also tooling around with a little mo motorcycle in the driveway. And I realize that I've been forgetting to tell you guys. I'm sure you guys know it's old news at this point. But if you don't, um, remember when we were talking about Micah's 21st birthday and how as a avid viewer of Laguna Beach and the Hills back in the day, I knew how to pick up on people underage drinking on television and how... Mariah made that whole speech about how she's just doing shots of juice, even though she really would like to be sneaking a drink, but she's not. Um, turns out Olivia's brother, who is very much taking shots in the party, you can go and find the footage of him there, uh, apparently got arrested for a DUI the night of Micah's birthday. 
So, and he's 18, if I believe, if I'm correct. So that's interesting, but he's back on, on television, the BFG, as I call him. And they're kind of talking about what's been going on with Ethan. So apparently, first of all, Ethan told Olivia initially that he was only going to be gone back to Georgia for a couple days. And that turned out to be more than a week at this point. Olivia says she's called Ethan 16 times over the course of the time he's been gone and he's picked up once. (laughs) And that she also tried to do some digging and she talked to some friends back home and she has maybe been picking up on the fact that Barry and Kim have been separated. So when she was able to get Ethan on the phone, she asked him if it was true and he acted like he knew nothing about it. Olivia seemed pretty embarrassed that she called Ethan 16 times, but don't be embarrassed for yourself. Like you're the obsessed chick. You should be embarrassed for your relationship that your husband (laughs) will just be gone for days at a time longer than he said he was going to be and answering the phone once that like that's that's embarrassing and Ethan you need to be embarrassed about that too um suddenly as they're talking in the garage Ethan pulls up and he pulls up in a minivan so they're both looking at the situation like first of all who's coming up on our property secondly uh didn't you cut leave in a motorcycle like what's going on (laughs) so as soon as he gets out olivia asks him uh where's your motorcycle and ethan reveals a one-two punch that he left the motorcycle that he left tampa uh in georgia and then he just on a whim decided to buy a new motorcycle that morning that he was going to drive back to tampa and show olivia But the motorcycle's battery died somewhere along the way. He had to leave it at a gas station and get a car back to the house. So just a lot of things for Olivia to be upset about. And uh, she was upset about all of them. So first Olivia's like, I called you three times a day. Do you you not think to tell me any of this information? (laughs) So Ethan has the nerve to say in an interview that he's depressed. He blames part of it on his parents' divorce, which I will give him credit for. But then he says that he's depressed about the motorcycle battery dying and the fact that Olivia was going to be mad at him and the fact that she was going to be even more mad when she found out that he saw his father. And I just feel like a lot of that is not on her. Okay, the divorce thing, but you're putting a lot of pressure on her and getting and resenting her for like your choice to lie and intentionally withhold information from her. And that's not really her fault because she doesn't really get like you made the choice to be dishonest and now you're upset with her for how she's reacting. And that's not fair. So Olivia just stands there and she's like, well, welcome home without your motorcycle (laughs) and at that point Ethan starts like really getting pissed off and he starts huffing and puffing towards the house and slams the door and so Olivia's like no no (laughs) Ethan says in an interview at that point I didn't want to talk to Olivia I didn't want to talk to anybody about anything at any point forever and so Olivia's like okay I think it's a little bit childish for somebody to uh slam a door 
when your wife is simply asking about a purchase that you made. So she follows him into the house and he just looks at her and says, how pissed are you at me? And she's like, I'm decently pissed, honestly. Um, You know, I will say that you bought that car and you didn't tell me. And your excuse for that was that uh, we were separated and you could do whatever you wanted with your money. But now we're living together and you've bought another thing. And I'm not understanding why you didn't tell me. And Ethan's like, well... Like, wide-eyed, puppy dog face. Oh, please feel, like, whispery breath. You know, I was going to show you later when I got home. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count for shit, okay? Um, he really, like, argues or tries to argue like a child. Like an actual child. So then Olivia says, I just think it would have been considerate for you to tell me that you bought another vehicle this time. Um, And I don't like it. So she says in an interview that (laughs) Ethan bought another thing, another thing that he did not tell her about. And she has over time told Ethan over and over again how important it is to communicate with her. But... um, At this point, she's like, I can't be for my own self mad 24-7. I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to try to stress how important it is to communicate. Sometimes I want to do that. Sometimes I just want to throw my hand up and say, you know, I can't, you're a plath and I can't change things for you. You're going to have to want to change for yourself. I will say that Ethan did one fair thing because he tells us that He does actually have every intention on telling Olivia about the separation and about seeing Barry, but he doesn't want to tell her on camera because he just feels like that's a lot of information to just give somebody. So I will say that like, okay, if you feel like that's something we don't need to see, I'm with you. But then what we do have to watch is a very, uh, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but quiet, (laughs) quiet scene because We know that Ethan is upset and he doesn't want to talk. Olivia clearly knows that Ethan is upset and she's not trying to rock the boat with him. So what we get is them just staring at each other, full of thoughts, but not able to actually express them. Ethan tries to change the subject by asking Olivia if she wants to go come and fix the motorcycle. And she's like, the one that you just didn't tell me about? (laughs) You have a lot of nerve, Ethan, but... Maybe. So then she asks, like, is there anything that you maybe want to talk about? But he keeps saying no. And so Olivia's still like having to work through her feelings about him getting the motorcycle. But she's like, you know, I can just tell by Ethan's increasingly red face that something's going on within him. And I'm just going to have to be compassionate towards him. So she gets up and gives him a hug and tells him, uh, you know, I'm glad you're home. Finally black, finally black, finally back at the Plath house, (laughs) Kim and Lydia are able to have some alone time. And Lydia says that she really wants to take advantage of having a one-on-one deep conversation with her mom about the separation because they haven't talked yet. So they're sitting at this table and Kim is looking through old photo albums of herself and her family she was barely paying attention to Lydia. Like, honestly, before she closed that book, Lydia could have just walked up, 
walked away, and I don't even think it. I think it would have taken Kim at least five minutes to notice that she had left. Like, truly. So Lydia has to break the ice of this conversation by asking Kim what she's been up to. And Kim's like, oh, you know, just stuff. Like, Kim treats Lydia like a, the coworker that she doesn't like. <laughs> like, oh, here comes Lydia again. I gotta make conversation with her. She's so dry. I can't possibly stand it. <laughs> so Kim says in a confessional that she and Lydia haven't spoken in a while. And she's kind of nervous about this conversation because she is worried that Lydia might be disappointed or judgmental toward her. So uh, <clears throat> Lydia then looks at Kim and says, do you want to go there? So Kim tells Lydia that she's just like, I'm weary of talking about what's going on. And, you know, it's just hard. But she tells Lydia she feels stuck in the relationship with Barry and that she needs to move forward and she just doesn't know how to do it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So Lydia tells Kim, like, I think I get it. I'm kind of torn because half of me wants to give you advice, but the other half of me is thinking, I haven't been married for 24 years. And Lydia, you should have maybe leaned into that feeling instead of what we got. But um, so <laughs> Kim is like, okay, well, what advice would you give me? And Lydia's like, well, I just figure, you know, if you guys have spent 24 years together and it's not working, my advice would be to take some time and figure out why it's not working. So Kim then asks Lydia, okay, well, what time frame do you think would be reasonable for us to try and work things out? And Lydia's like, well, however long it takes. So then Kim looks at Lydia and she says, do you want me to wait another 24 years? <laughs> and then Lydia starts being like, um, well, like stammering. And then Kim actually smiles. She does not like Lydia, you guys. <laughs> she does not like her. Kim is off for her new life as a bad bitch. And Lydia does not. She's not on the list. Okay. She's, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> she could not be less interested in her own daughter. So then Lydia tells Kim that while she doesn't have the experience of having been married for 24 years, she does have an experience with the one who designed it, 
marriage that is. And she knows for a fact that just one touch from the Holy Spirit heals all. Kim just stares at her. (laughs) And she says in a confessional that I know Lydia has a really close connection with her spiritual love of Christ, but human love is a little bit more complicated than that. A little more complicated than getting your word or phrase of the day from Jesus and then taking it to the studio to drop some beats. A little little harder than that, Lydia. I mean, I'm of two minds of this situation. Like, on the one hand, at least Lydia is not talking about that, like, non-relationship she had with the guy that she met through that church camp. Um, But on the other hand... You're not dating Jesus, girl. Like, this is not a... Never mind. (laughs) Imagine having to tell your 18-year-old daughter that she can't compare her relationship with Christ with her 24-year marriage. Like, here's the thing, Kim. You created this situation. This was the, the environment that you fostered. So... I think it's a little unfair to look at Lydia and be like, you're a fucking nerd because that's really what she's giving. That's the vibe I'm getting because you made her a nerd. Okay. So you, maybe you need to think about that. Think about that. Um, so, you know, Kim tells Lydia that there's no intimacy in her relationship with Barry. She's lonely. She's told Barry that a lot. He doesn't get it. And at this point, she wants to be somebody with somebody who actually values her because she's tired of being neglected. And then Kim is like, she does her little like, I am woman, hear me roar situation and says, it's a tough thing to have to stand up and say, I'm worthy of being love. But I need somebody who loves and cares about me. And I just, I don't want to be with somebody who ignores me. And I was looking closely at Lydia during this moment and I knew my own little JC knocked, tapped on my shoulder and said, look at, look at those eyes, look behind them. And in those eyes, I was like, oh, okay. She's hearing what Kim's saying, but she's not getting it. She's not understanding. So then Lydia says, well, now keep in mind, Uh, Kim just said that she doesn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who ignores her. And Lydia says, I have that with somebody. And then there's a long pause. And she goes, I just mean like me and the father, like God. And so Kim says, okay, well, (laughs) that's, that's great. You can be married to him. But do you know that when you have a husband and you have a relationship with the father, like, do you care if the man that you marry loves you? Or are you just kind of like, it's okay. And it doesn't matter because I have a relationship with my father. Like you want both, right? Lydia. Right. (laughs) So Lydia says she does want both. I'm not sure. She didn't really convince me. Um, so then Lydia does, like I said, bring up a good point about, Kim is now going against everything that she taught her growing up and then says marriage is not a contract. It's a covenant. So you can sign that paper of divorce, but how do you break the covenant of marriage? It's like pretty easily girl. Cause it's really just if you believe in it or not, or not Lydia, (laughs) 
That's that's how you break it. <laughs> that you just stop believing in it. Um, so Lydia tells Kim that you know even though things are hard, she loves her a lot, and they hug. And oh god, it's like it has to be like. Did you guys watch that Nexium documentary where the actress whose daughter got into Nexium, like she tried to have an intervention with her, but like things just weren't clicking. And I, I don't want to equate a religion to a cult, but I want to relate Lydia's uh, relationship to her father, the father, to um, very cult-like activities. Like, it's it's rough. It's rough. I don't know if you can have a cult of just one person, but... Lydia's trying. Anyway, um, when we get back to Tampa, Ethan tells us that he told Olivia about the separation. He told her about seeing Barry off camera. And that now he's like really gonna now, definitely now in the future, he's going to work towards being a, more open of a communicator. Um, because when he puts things off, they get worse. So then Lydia says that they, she and Ethan have made an agreement. And Ethan has agreed that he's going to be more honest. And she's agreed that she's going to work on controlling her reactions a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm starting to kind of hate that for Olivia because I don't know, like maybe the reactions that we see or here's the thing. Okay. I can understand how you'd have, if you have had a shitty relationship that is like not built on a foundation of trust and it's built on like poor communication and lying that on both sides, you can have some hesitation if you guys make the decision to continue on your relationship and move forward. But I think Olivia is giving Ethan too much control. Like I can understand how if Olivia has a history of freaking out it has fostered this situation of like, he doesn't want to say anything. I don't think it's fair to her, but like I get why in his mind it might be, but I also feel like I don't really think she needs to work on her reactions that much. I think he needs to work on being honest and realizing that when he's honest, he will get a better reaction than when he's not. But like, you know, ladies, sometimes we got to just trick men into thinking that we're going to work on stuff. And you're just like, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. So even though Ethan seemed pretty hesitant to tell Olivia that he had seen Barry again, Olivia actually seems pretty glad about it. And she's like, I'm glad they were able to work things out because in hindsight, I actually don't think that Barry was intentionally trying to hurt me or say things, even though he may have said a thing a time or two. But I also think that, uh, like alternatively, I think a lot of the manipulation and control that I was experiencing was actually Kim's doing. And I also think it's easier for Ethan to have a relationship with Barry if Kim's not around. So she's actually like, I'm all for the separation because now ding dong, the witch is dead for me. Right. Um, Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So they've also kind of made up about the motorcycle. Ethan says he understands that Olivia actually likes the motorcycle. She just didn't like the fact that he lied to her. And so then Olivia says they just both need to be a lot better about communicating. And she would rather be in a place where they're fighting about things that they care about rather than keeping secrets from each other. But then Ethan's like, but I don't want to fight with you like at all. And Olivia's like, okay, well, maybe you should go marry a wall then if you don't want to have a fight. (laughs) And that sounds like something I would say. Maybe. Maybe that's why I'm single. Anyway, the only time we see Mariah, like clearly they have nothing to do. Like they got nothing to do with Mariah, nothing to work with. (laughs) So the only thing we saw was truly the most disgusting thing that's ever happened on Welcome to Plathville, which was a baked in advertisement for Dish TV. Okay, I did not appreciate it. I felt bamboozled. I'm like, as soon as they said, like, they're they're paying a lot of attention to the, the remote and there were a lot of tight shots on the logo. I'm like, oh, we're being sold an ad. Okay. I know what ads are. I do them myself, but I don't try to trick you guys. I don't try to trick you. You, you hear the little music and then the ads start. Okay. That's all trans, full transparency over here at everyone's business, but mine. But like this dish tv how dare you um literally the whole scene is micah looking up fart noises on youtube through the tv and then them being like wow we just got a dish tv and look at all the features this is really great it's so great to be what be able to watch tv on my free day even though ethan i don't have a job so I don't really know what a free day is. Every day is a free day for you, Ethan. But okay, it's really great to watch television on my free day. And then they talk about whether or not will Dish Nation be able to provide us with the programming that we didn't get to watch during our sheltered upbringing? Gee, I wonder. And then finally, the producer asks Ethan if he's seen The Godfather. No. Star Wars, no, I haven't seen the original one. Casablanca, actually, yes, I have. And the only interesting part of this uh, scene was Ethan telling the story of how they had gone to their grandparents' vacation home one year, and he saw that they had a VHS copy of Casablanca. So he decided to um, steal it while his mom wasn't looking and watch it on a little TV Uh, with the volume down low and his just nose to nose with the screen and that it was such a great experience just because he was able to watch something on television. The episode ends with Micah, who's back in Georgia for whatever reason. I don't know, but he's recently learned that Kim has started drinking. So he's decided they're going to kick it that night. Kim enters that bar. The two Toms 
tavern or whatever it was called. And she's got her freakum dress on. Okay. She's got her black dress. She's showing legs, hips, and body. Okay. She's got some cork wedges, her hair to the side. She clearly just flat ironed it and she's ready. Okay. She's ready for any uh, man, any bar that she could kick her leg up on. Who's to say? She's ready for it. So Kim says that outside of the GT's kombucha, Barry's pretty much anti-drinking and that for the past couple decades, she basically just went along with it. But she's started drinking here and there. She doesn't think that Barry knows right now. So here she is with Micah. Micah tries to get her to do a shot. She's like, I'll just take a sip and you can take the rest of the shot. And there was some guy who was like really trying to stunt for the cameras and be on. No, thank you. I didn't appreciate that. So Micah asks Kim how long she's been drinking now. And she's like, oh, you know, for the past 20 plus years, I've basically abstained from almost everything. And I feel like at this point, you know, God knows my heart. I'm saved. Life is short. And it's okay for me to have some fun. All right. Like, okay. I like that attitude. But Micah asks him if, like, did you ever say to dad that you wanted to drink over the years? And she's like, no, but I just kind of feel like I knew how Barry felt and I just wasn't going to ask. So then Micah, quick thinker, is like, okay, well, did you ever express to dad anything before you decided to (laughs) eat yourself out of this relationship, ma'am? She doesn't quite answer this, but Kim does say she doesn't know how long she's been trying to talk to Barry, but she did try to start talking to him at some point after she put some pieces together. And that ultimately, Barry's really hard to communicate with, which Micah agrees. And the communication is the thing that she's craving most. Micah says that growing up, they would, Barry would occasionally drive to like the dumpster five miles away and all the kids would be really excited to drive with him. And there would be multiple times where Micah wanted to ask him something, but he would just be too scared to talk to his dad about stuff. Then Micah says that he feels like his parents are just now realizing how bad the communication has been in the whole family. And now the parents are trying to figure it out at the same time as their older kids are. Micah tells Kim that he's just kind of focused on learning his parents' stories and what the hell got them to where they were and how they made the decision to raise the kids the way they did. And he asks Kim if she wants to share anything And Kim starts off by being like, well, there's like a bunch of stuff and, you know, it's uncomfortable. So then Kim gets into this pretty sad story about how, you know, she was raised by a single mom who was just doing the best she could. She hired a teenage boy to babysit Kim while she was four and five. And uh, that boy regularly abused Kim over the course of those two years. And Kim says that she's personally processed those feelings a long time ago. And there's just never been a point leading up to this before that they've, that she's really like felt like the kids were old enough or like it was appropriate to tell them this story until now. So she tells Micah and she says, you know, 
I made the choice to be overprotective of you guys because I didn't want to be underprotective. It was too big of a risk for me. And so I just wanted you guys to be safe, right? Mike is really sweet. And he's like, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. And in a confessional, he says that he appreciates her telling him that because it was like, as soon as she said it, all the things made sense. All the puzzle pieces were put together for him. So Kim's like, obviously, I, you know, I wasn't going to tell you guys that when you were younger, but, um, Micah says, you know, growing up, I figured all the things that we had to do were strictly because of religion. But then when I got older around 17, 18, I figured that there had to have been something more than just that. And, you know, Kim says that she was just doing the best she could. And Micah says growing up, he never really heard a lot of childhood stories from either of his parents. So because of that, he just looked at them as these as like two perfect people. But now he's realizing that they're just human, just like him. And that actually puts a lot of pressure off and it opens up the ability for them to have a bigger conversation and a more open communication with each other, which I thought was really nice. Um, you know, I definitely feel so much empathy for Kim. That's horrific. She should have never had to, uh, do that. And it does like Micah, like, okay, this does now make a lot more sense as to why you would stop your kids from doing stuff. Cause I was just thinking like, okay, she I mean, I don't want to be judgmental, but I I thought that initially, I don't know, the way she just kind of talked about it before, about how she had gone to college and she was trying to work during her last semester and she didn't graduate. And so that's why she like didn't place an importance on education. I always thought that was like such flop behavior. And I just thought like, oh God, like, She's failed in life, and so now her kids are having to bear the brunt of that by holding them back. But, yeah, I mean, this does make a lot more sense, and I do feel a lot more empathy for her. And I could definitely understand why, even more so, she would be like, I want to feel protected and safe in a relationship, and I deserve to feel that way. So I get it. I'm with you, Kim. I'm with you. And with that, you guys... I'll be back next week to talk about the next episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking.